Hey guys, welcome back to the Game Plan Coaching Podcast. Uh, hello, Jimmy. How you doing, Yorgs? What's going on? We've got a, a new premier in the uh, in the football, so we congratulate all the D supporters out there for their 57-year hiatus from their last flag. So we're very happy for them. Very exciting times, Jimmy. And uh, we've got a roadmap uh, out of this uh, as well, I hear. <laughs> well, the roadmap that leads to nowhere. <laughs> But we digress. Uh, let's leave that for another discussion at another time. <laughs> another uh, podcast. Um, <laughs> but we are here for you guys. We, uh, we know it's now halfway through your break or two weeks into your break for those that have had three weeks off. So we wanted to talk about, you know, the next week and also reviewing how we've gone for the first week. Yeah, that's what we're looking at doing in today's podcast is talk a little bit about what's been and what's to come in your last week of holidays, which, which should be... Um, your trial exams, even though they would ordinarily be at schools. Are we allowed to go back to schools to do those, Jimmy? Uh, I don't think so, you no. I don't think so. But we, we will adapt. That's all we can do. That's all. We, we, we move forward. Control we move what forward. we can, accept what we can't. Exactly right. So the trial exams will be happening this week for a lot of students, um, probably at home. Yeah. Um, so we'll discuss a few routines that you can bring into play uh, during the week. But the first thing I guess we wanted to talk about is the review of the first week or two weeks of, of what you've done since our last podcast where we talked about how to sort of map out your, your study break. So you should be sort of getting into the rhythm of, of your study now. You should have done some planning um, and more, more likely than not, it wouldn't have gone to plan. And that's what the plans yeah, do. That's we, okay. It is okay. That's it. We learn. So we set that framework and we learn and we evolve um, and, and we you know, adjust things on the on the run in real time. So I'm sure things like uh, not starting at the time that you said that you would or mm. um, not completing the work that you thought that you would or things taking a lot longer than what you think um, that they do. And I, I often, in my experience with working with students, this is probably one of the most common things that I hear from students. I'm not getting the things that I said that I would have done. And, yeah. you know, it's often because they set unrealistic uh, time estimates. I think students are the eternal optimists when it comes to, getting stuff done in a limited amount of time. I think they can complete an essay, do a practice exam, uh, summarize some notes and practice their oral all within about an hour and a half. It sounds a bit like me too, Jimmy. So <laughs> no are. one is immune. <laughs> We're all in the same boat. So, so I guess first, my first point I want to make is make sure you're setting realistic targets in mm. terms of what you want to do and how long that can take. So often if you think something might take you an hour, I'd actually allocate double that amount of time. Yeah. Um, and just the psychology behind that is, if you finish something within, you know, your allocated time frame, you feel quite good about it. But if you set unrealistic time frames yeah. and then feel like you're falling behind, then a negative association starts to kick in. Absolutely, Jimmy. Setting achievable goals is really uh, very important during this time. And remember, guys, that this is almost like uh, you're training for an event. We're building our endurance. So that first week of the holidays, you know, don't feel bad if you didn't meet your targets. Know that you are building your capacity. So you're going to be more and more efficient as we go on. And that's why this uh, second week is so crucial. Absolutely. That's, that's really well said. So as long as you're moving forwards, like that's the way you've got to kind of embrace um, the study period is it's not going to be smooth. It's not going to be perfect. But as long as you are getting stuff done, you, you're still moving forward, even though it doesn't feel like that maybe mm. on a day-to-day -day basis. But, you know, if you reflect back maybe even a week or two to when you started your break and what you've done since then, I can tr trust me and trust Yorks that you will have advanced um, significantly yeah absolutely always moving forward so uh, the same thing not just with your study but how is your self-care going how are mm. your rewards going are you, are you making sure you are looking after yourself because 
the first thing that we tend to sacrifice if things aren't going to plan is our own time. Um, and we know how important that is now more than ever to make sure that we're living uh, you know, with, within a balanced framework because otherwise things can get pre pretty doom and gloom given that we can't do all that much these days anyway, Yorks. So yeah. Um, freedoms have been taken away that they have they have but that is a really good point jimmy because i've got a lot of students coming to me saying look i'm behind i don't have time to do my self-care or go see some friends and all these things but remember that this self-care is so important because it makes you more effective and efficient when you are working so while you might think you're losing an hour or two by seeing some friends you're actually going to get a lot more done when you come back because you're going to feel more positive yeah it's a quality over quantity discussion so you know rather than sit in your room and you know, pretend that you're working or trying to work and knowing that it's not really happening because you're, you're craving a break mm. um, or, or craving some social connection or whatever it is that you need to, to re-energize and recharge. You'd rather cut down on the on the pretending time in, you know, it's in your room, even though your parents probably think you're studying and you come <laughs> out and say, oh, that was a really tough session. Wow. <laughs> That's exactly it, Jimmy, because um, there's nothing more frustrating and uh, I guess that ruins... Um, how we're feeling about things and by sitting there and being ineffective and not getting anything done and spending time doing that. And, and which sort of reminds me of another point you made York, during an earlier episode we might've done on motivation mm. in, in making sure that the things that you, you sort of plan, you really start with something that's an easy start, yeah. you know? So you, you have to think about, okay, starting is always a challenge because, you know, things get in the way, you know, like I'll have a shower now or oh, I'll just check my phone now or, or something's cooking now. There's always the now, um, but if you can make if you can make the the path of least resistance, absolutely, where you can allocate something that you you know you're going to be able to do quite well, then you're more likely to start. And once you start, then you start feeling good, and then things start rolling from there. So when you set up your daily plan, please try to start with something that's not too onerous, that's not too heavy, and just dip your feet in, and you'll start rolling up quite comfortably so that's a great point i remember you made yours a while back when we did it yeah motivation. and doing something that you uh, are good at is a way to start doing something you enjoy but also what can be really powerful is setting your environment up into a place where you're actually happy to be there whether it's having your favorite drink um starting off with some music irrespective of whether or not you feel you can study well with music but just to get you started you know, put on that um, 80s rock classic, get you going. <laughs> well, that's our study environment. You know, I don't know if the kids out there these days follow those Pro kind of things. Probably not. Probably <laughs> but that's not. okay. Yeah. And that makes a lot of sense. If you can make an easy starting point in terms of your work, but then what Yorgs is saying, I guess, to make a really appealing environment, yeah, motivate it's only going to make it easy to get rolling, right? So that's something that's sort of really worth analysing um, at the start of this week. So I guess that takes us into the second part of today's podcast, and that's the the idea of how to build some effective uh, routines during your trial exams. And, and I know students at this stage um, often just sort of gloss over the trial exams and, and, and are aware that they're not quite ready for trial exams, which you're not, and that's fine. But mm. we've got to change, I guess, the approach and the mindset to the value that we can get out of these trial exams. So, so I guess the things that I, that I want you guys to think about is, a accept that it's not about the mark, like, you know, 30%, 40%, 50%, that's, that's really irrelevant right now because you're not, you're not prepared. It's like saying, I'm going to run a marathon and, you, and you've been running, you know, two, three K runs and how are you going to do the marathons? Yes, or not at all. Even you, even you, you might struggle there. I think I definitely would at the <laughs> moment anyway. Get out of shape. <laughs> oh, no, that's not true. <laughs> um, so just be aware, you, don't worry about the mark. It's, it's not about the mark. What, what, what you really need to focus on is what, 
you can how you can grow from these trial exams. So mm. the first the first point of call is obviously the feedback that you'll get. So you know you sit that exam, your teachers will mark it at some point, and then you'll get it back, and that'll give you some targeted revision to, to focus on. So you can highlight areas of strength, but also areas of growth. So that's the first thing you want to look at. But then the thing that I really want you to focus on is your 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 game plan, your your your, your exam game plan, so your tactics. And we know we like a good tactical battle in, the, in, in some of our sports, but it's very much the same approach for your exams. So how are you going to approach each exam in what, is, in what it offers? So we've got so many variations in exam length and exam structure. So are you doing a, you know, a one-hour methods paper one, which is going to fly? Don't really need too many tactics there. But then you've got a three-hour English exam. You've got a two-and-a-half-hour mm-hmm. chemistry exam. You've got multiple choice. You've got short answer. You've got extended response. Like It's endless mm-hmm. with with the structure that these exams can provide. So unless you start to lock in and drill down on some kind of tactical approach, that, that's going to benefit you immensely by the time you get to the real exam, which is probably 30, you know, first exams are probably 30 days away, yours, 30, 31 days away. Oh, yeah. Yep, English uh, yeah. is not that far away as Elang is as well. Yeah, so, plenty, plenty of time to uh, I know, learn a lot of things. 30, so. it, it kind of feels like it's close, but yeah. the amount of prep you can do in 30 days is just actually quite crazy. The mm. amount of last minute prep we've done in, yeah, rest assured. in our former life as students. We, um, <laughs> we definitely brought things home last yeah. second. Um, so think about what you want to do and actually develop that kind of, that tactical approach to each subject by speaking to your, your, your friends, speaking to your teachers or anyone who's really knowledgeable in the area, how would you approach it so that you can then take on that approach um, in this trial exam and see what that feels like. Yeah. So for example, again, I'll use methods. Obviously, we, uh, we, we love methods here at Game Plan and we're actually running free webinars um, every Wednesday night at 8 p.m. So yes. feel free to join, check out our, our social pages um, and there'll be links to join there. But Paper two on methods is a two-hour exam. Um, so personally, I recommend to my students that they do um, the analysis questions first and then finish off with the with the multiple choice. Um, so they should rank questions easiest to hardest. They should leave the multiple choice to last because you're fatigued. At, not, at the 90-minute mark of that exam, you're going to be fatigued. And mm. to then reset and go into a multiple choice uh, last half an hour, it's like, it's like coming home after a long day and getting changed in the shower and you're freshen up. So the, the mindset and psychology behind how you approach each um, exam is huge, but you don't want to be introducing that the night before the exam. You want to be introducing it into your trial exam. Yeah, you want to get used to that. And uh, what I think you're uh, pointing out also, Jimmy, there, uh, and correct me if I'm wrong, but uh, is using that reading you're really time. Wrong, Stop it. <laughs> that reading time in terms of ranking those questions, some, a habit you want to get into. Absolutely. Yeah. And, but that, that reading time bounces off your tactics for the real thing. So if you, once you know your tactics for the real for your exam for that subject specific exam, mm. you're then gonna you're gonna then use your reading time accordingly to th- get you ready for that plan. Yeah. So uh, reading time is, is a huge part of that. But it, the first thing you have to do is figure out how you're gonna approach the exam itself before you then decide what you do with reading time. Yeah. So the next point I want to make is once you have done that reading time. Um, is to then think about your minutes to marks ratio. This is such an important thing um, to note down at the start of your writing time. So again, for example, again, I'll use methods. We've sort of got those five questions uh, for paper two and and 20 multiple choice questions. Mm. So I would, as soon as writing time starts, I would actually figure out which questions I'm doing from easiest to hardest, which you would have done during the reading time, as York said. 
And then I'm going to actually write down the time that each question should take me because you know how many marks are on the exam. You know how long it is. So there's no surprises in store for you like on the exam. They're not going to change it on you. Mm. So then you should have little, a little, you know, um, plan in terms of time. So, for example, question one in methods might be 12 marks. I know that's a minute and a half per mark. That's, a, that's an 18-minute question. So, you know, from 12 o'clock when writing time starts at 12.18, you're going to be doing question one. Okay? All right. You might miss it by a minute or two, but you're, you're at least in the ballpark. Yeah. Because if you don't do that, you've got nothing to keep you accountable, nothing to keep you structured, because questions sometimes get out of control. Sometimes we get stressed. Sometimes we get overwhelmed. And all of a sudden, you look up at the clock and you're like, oh, my God, I'm 20 minutes behind where I need to be. And then that only yeah. exacerbates the stress and the overwhelmed nature of it all. So hence why you need to get that structured um, approach to minutes per marks and time mm. for whichever exam you're doing. I mean, some exams are probably easier than others. Like English, you kind of got three exams, three hours. So, so yeah. you know, it's an hour per exam. So that's not too bad. Easier to gauge. It is easier to gauge. But yeah. some, some subjects are a bit more complicated. So that's the thing you've got to be start to be aware of because if the clock gets out of control, um, then stress kicks in and yeah. – and, and, so you're like, I guess I'll pass to you now. And how do we how do we reel it back in when you suddenly feel that that level of um, stress or being overwhelmed? Do you recommend any strategies of how to sort of get people to realign or recenter or even reset? What would yeah. you what would you suggest? Yeah, well, it's a really good question, Jimmy. And rest assured, guys, you will have moments where you're feeling a little bit stressed and anxiety. And just don't be freaked out if you are feeling that anxiety because it is a natural human emotion, especially in this situation. Because the worst thing we can do is see anxiety as a bad thing. Uh, and that just exacerbates the anxiety, becomes a vicious cycle. Because, you know, things like stress and anxiety are part of the human condition. They're actually positive because it shows you care. It also gives you energy. It makes you work as well. So we just want to keep it in that healthy level of stress and anxiety. And there are a number of things that we can do. One thing that we definitely uh, promote a game plan is having a little bit of a break during an exam. Uh, you can work out when that works best for you. A lot of students in, let's say, an English exam will have that, whether it be a couple of minutes to reset, they'll do that after each. Yeah, maybe each yes, essay. So that, that lends itself to doing that reset break maybe on the hour mm. after you finish each essay. And different subjects, given their different sort of tactical approaches, would have different reset breaks. But we highly, highly encourage you guys to do this and yeah. and to realign and just and just center yourself and go, hang on, where am I? Everything's going okay. Yeah. So, what do you recommend to do? Your like, and you got some practical, you know, tips or strategies you can you can tell tell our listeners about. Well, Jimmy, first things first, definitely focus on your breathing because that is something that we generally neglect when we're stressed or we're doing something that is, involves high tension. In an exam, what we often find, body's tense. We're leaning over, so it's not conducive to good breathing. Um, we're often shallow breathing, which leads to the anxiety or heightens the anxiety. So when we do get the chance, you know, sit up straight, stretch out, take those deep breaths. Slow deep breaths is something that generally relaxes the body. It is so powerful. And it's that one strategy that you always have no matter what. You know, we always talk about how do we calm down? How do we relax? Obviously, we've all got different strategies. Uh, me and Jimmy might put on a YouTube um, Bon Jovi classic from 95, <laughs> but we don't have access to that in the exam, but you've always got access to your breath. And if you slow that breath down, take slow, deep breaths, holding it as you breathe in. You know, a lot of people talk about square breathing, which you can look up. It's essentially just breathing uh, in for four, holding for four, breathing out for four. 
and also another practice, again, difficult to explain um, over the podcast, look it up, is progressive muscle relaxation can be very powerful. And if you engage in a little bit of that for a minute or so, or even two minutes, mm -hmm. uh, halfway through an exam or after each essay in the English exam, it is going to be really powerful. Um, also, um, another mindfulness thing we can do during that reset, because we know mindfulness helps us relax. Mindfulness can involve the senses. How do we engage the senses and be in the, the current moment and I guess get out of our head? Mm -hmm. And one thing we can do is focus on each of our senses and just think, I know that you guys can bring in a drink, I believe. Uh, yeah, to an yes, yeah, we can have water. So, you know, have a sip of water. That's, there's your taste. Uh, think of something you can hear, something you can see, something you can smell, uh, whether it's the person next to you. I'm not sure. <laughs> um, what's the other sense, Jimmy? At least, least you're present if you're smelling something. Not so, <laughs> exactly. not so friendly in the example. Yeah, and yeah, and, and touch, of course. Feel the weight of your body on the chair. Just if you can stop and focus on each of your senses, it, it is going to take you out of that internal dialogue going on in your head, help you relax and give you a break from uh, the exam as well. Yeah, some great advice, some great practical yeah. strategies there, Yorgs. And, and, and that's the whole point of what these trial exams mm. uh, present. They present you an opportunity to trial what Yorgs is talking about. And these are just some general tips that we're giving, but different people will, will react differently to, you know, the things that work for them. So somebody might like to do the breathing. Somebody else might like to do the mindfulness type stuff. Yeah. Somebody else would like to do the positive self-talk, yeah. the monologue in your head. You've got to try it. That's what these mm. trial exams are for. You're going to try something, go, hang on, that wasn't bad. I might do that again. You mm. might go, that's not going to work. But unless yeah. you trial them now, you're never going to be able to implement, implement them in, in you know, four to six weeks' time when it's the real thing. Yeah. So that's such an important part of what's going to happen this week. Yeah, and you pointed out something else I wanted to touch on, Jimmy, is just check that self-talk because often that self-talk can overwhelm us and lead to us going blank. You know, that self-talk might be, oh, my God, I don't know this question. I'm going to fail. I'm not going to get into my course, all those types of things that are catastrophizing. Exactly. <laughs> so we want to check our self-talk and, you know, really, I guess, be kind to ourselves, remind ourselves we've done the preparation, we've worked hard, we've done our best to get to where we are. Um, even in terms of whether or not this is going to shape your life, you know, remind yourself that you're doing your best no matter what happens. There's always alternative pathways. You know, we're sure you're all going to do well. You've all worked hard, but nothing's ever final you know if let's say looking forward and we're i'm going a little bit off track you don't get the marks for the course that you want to do there's always ways to get in many many ways a plethora of ways absolutely so check your self-talk as well and uh, engage in that positive self-talk because as, as we keep pointing out positive thinking is like any skill the more we do it the better we get at it so practice it from now you've got what was it 30 days jimmy a 30 roughly just over 30 days till the till the first english exam so that, that's the real focus of, of this podcast today mm. is to remind people about this great opportunity of trialing things now when it when it, the, the mark doesn't matter and you're not in that really intense um, real exam scenario. You're just trialing things. So if you if you look at this week as an opportunity to trial things rather than, oh, I'm going to get a mark back that I'm not happy with, mm. that just changes your approach and your complexion to the whole week um, just by looking at it differently. So we'd encourage you guys to look at that um, think about your tactics during, uh, think about your reading time, um, your, your marks to minutes ratio, as we discussed earlier, and as you all just went through, um, the reset breaks. Mm. And, and they simultaneously, those reset breaks can be used for the, 
the feeling overwhelmed and stressed out as well. So exactly. it's kind of a, a doubler, you know? Yeah. Um, and, and also, guys, just remember that we're focusing on this week. Don't think too much about the exams. They will take care of themselves. Just focus on doing what you can this week and doing the best you can. And I guess the future will take care of itself if you do that. Absolutely. And, you know, as you guys do these trials this week, you know, the days that you have multiple trials, because I know some, a lot of students might have two exams in one day, don't start setting yourself ridiculous targets of, you know, in between exams, I'll do more work. And after the second exam, I'll do more work. Mm. You've got to balance your day. Absolutely. Sitting trial exams, are in, they're intense. You're, you're there for two, two and a half hours, you know, concentrating. That's going to take a lot out of you. And you're not at the end of your exam prep stage. So your exam fitness is just starting to build. So don't, don't load your week up with lots of other things and then feel disappointed because you couldn't, you couldn't achieve much because your exams are your main focus this week. Exactly. And so that's why it's so important. Keep up your self-care each day in between uh, study sessions. Uh, reward yourself each evening um, and social interaction. Keep that up because they're the things that are going to help us or prevent us from burning out. That's right. And, and, and this is the best kind of version of what we're going to experience in 30 to 40 days time is you do have an exam every day or every second day and that ability to, as you just said, engage in self-care, engage in your rewards, engage in social connection. Now's your chance to trial that and see what that feels like as well, mm. because that's what you're going to be doing in, in you know four to six weeks. So just a great opportunity to trial some things um, this week, guys. We wish you all the best. If anyone's got any questions, as always, please Email us at, uh, at jimmy at gameplaincoaching.com.au and, and yorgs at gameplaincoaching.com.au. So, yorgs, thank you for your lovely and practical insights uh, how to reset. I might, you, I might try to do that when the kids wake up at three in the morning um, and I'm going out of my mind. Good luck. Good luck. <laughs> I need more than luck. Uh, so, so thanks for that. And we'll catch up with you guys again probably in the next week or two where we, when yeah. the next episode will be about what do you do with the two weeks um, once you're back at school, your final two weeks, and that takes on a, on a whole different complexion. Yeah. Well, all the best, guys. Have a great week and uh, keep up the great work. Take care.